Welcome back to the Camp House Podcast. I am your host, Matt Busby, and this is our special series focused on local elections for 2018. Over the summer, we are going to bring you interviews featuring candidates running for local offices of county mayor, county commission, and Hamilton County School Board. In the end, we want you to be more connected and informed about the men and women seeking your vote this coming August. Today, we bring you our interview with Christopher Dahl, candidate for County Commission District 4. Currently, District 4 is represented by Mr. Warren Mackey, who is seeking re-election this year. Geographically, District 4 includes the communities of East Lake, Ferger Place, Highland Park, Orchard Knob, Lincoln Park, Ridgedale, Avondale, Glass Farm, and just beyond Highway 153 along the west side of Highway 58. And now I give you our interview with Christopher Dahl, candidate for County Commission, District 4. Well, Chris, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So uh, today I'm interviewing Chris Dahl. He's a candidate to represent District 4 in the County Commission uh, coming up in August. Again, I always want to remember, remind our listeners that the uh, local elections are in August this year, not in the general elections in November. So make sure you mark August 2nd on your calendar. Uh, obviously, we have early voting going on as early as July. And so um, make sure you get out and vote. Chris, you rep, you're running for County Commission for District 4. And, uh, you know, before we get into any kind of questions, I'd love for you to tell us about yourself. Well, yeah, I grew up in Chattanooga. I wasn't born here, but uh, as a young infant, I was moved here. Um, went to almost a different school every year uh, since I did, since I grew up here. I took notes my whole life, which now I've facilitated into a history site called Chattanooga Has History. Oh, great. Okay. So that's one of the things that got me interested in running was all the history that research that I've found out. Yeah. Well, that's, that might be good for another podcast down the road. Uh, I don't know necessarily want to go into that right now, but that does sound fascinating. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of why you're, you've, you've chosen to run is, is really, you know, digging into the history of the County, um, and that kind of thing. T- tell us a little bit more about your background, you know, professionally, what have you had experience in? Um, do you have a family, kids, anything like that? Yeah. Um, I have one son. He's about to be three in July. Nice. Um, and you asked about the family and I have, you know, I have a, a wife and we live in Highland Park where, okay. where we've bought an investment house. Yeah. And so it's, it's been a good investment, and we hope to fix it up and live there the rest of our lives. It's centrally located in the district, which is right there on 12th Street and Willow. Okay. So, you know, I'm concerned about our whole district as well. Since I'm in centrally located, I, I spend a lot of time traveling around, and I see what's been going on. Yeah, well, I mean, well, speaking you know. of traveling around, sort of as you've began this process of running and, you know, you started campaigning, you know, what, what, are, what are some of the maybe concerns and maybe even some of the hopes you've heard from residents of District 4? Well, you know, one of the main concerns that I see is, is just like it seems like District 4 has been overlooked. You know, the residents, we all pay property taxes. We all pay sewer fees, stormwater runoff fees. But if you look across the district, it doesn't seem like maintenance is being carried out things. So we're getting a lot of theft of service is what I call it, you know, because we're not getting what we're paying for. We're not getting our bang for our buck. Um, When I get out to talk to people, people are concerned because 
District 4 hasn't been reinvested in yet. And I know that the, the regional planning agency is coming up with a area plan and they want public input, but a lot of the times you don't really get much public input. They just tell you the plan that's going to get initiated on your area. Now, so when you say like we're suffering from a lack of services, I, per, you know, in, in full disclosure, I live in District 4. Are you seeing those funds being, you know, funneled towards the downtown or maybe towards other districts in the suburbs? Mm, from a county point of view, it seems like the county's taking a lot of their funding and putting it out in the Ottawa area. Okay. You know, um, and I know they, they've also done help with some investments downtown uh, by giving tax breaks out, you know, and the, those tax breaks, it seems like that tax burden ends up falling on to the homeowners or the property owners who come in and buy these properties up, you know, and so that giving tax breaks to large developments and corporations can be uh, detrimental as well in the long term of things, especially when you need money to build infrastructure and, uh, and other issues like that when you're trying to build these, these type of developments out. Yeah, well, I mean, so just to go a little bit further with that, you know, as somebody running for public office, you know, and, and if you were to be elected by the residents of District 4, you know, you'll be in this sort of position. But, you know, the, the response to that I hear from a lot of politicians um, or representatives is going to be, but we, we need the jobs, right? Uh, so we need these corporations here. And so they end up giving the tax breaks for the sake of the jobs. You know, how do you, how do you balance that? Yeah, see, the... <clears throat> Me, I have a conflict with some of the jobs that are, they are bringing in. It almost is like, uh, I don't know if, if people have followed what's going on in the school systems, but they've now created a, um, sort of like a university in the high school where the you don't have... Future Ready Institute. Yeah, Future Ready Institute. So. And, and what that is, is they're gearing people up to work certain factory jobs or, or other jobs training them out of high school well if you look at it the long term of things this could be actually a push to keep wages low and create a more captive workforce which we already have you know they talk about bringing in jobs but the question is what kind of jobs are they bringing in we need to look at promoting more entrepreneurship we need to look at bringing more advanced technology jobs especially now since we have 3d printing and things like that to where we can promote more people creating their own business, uh, building up the economy that way. Uh, you know, uh, Volkswagen is one of the largest employers, and I think that they fear that if there's more of these advanced technology jobs br bringing in, maybe they'll have a lack of uh, work workforce for them as well. Well, I mean, to be honest, you're making my segues really easy. <laughs> and, uh, and one of the things I do want to asking every sort of person running for county commission is, you know, what, what is your perspective? What, what do you see as the role of the county commission uh, when it comes to our public education system? Well, you know, the, as, as a county commissioner, all we can do is basically approve the budget. And if I do win the election, I would like to push to create, go at the state level and push a resolution so the commission can audit the school system because we need to find out where every dollar is going because it seems like there's a lot of misspending going on across the board. Um, we hear a lot about backlogged maintenance in the schools, you know, to the tune of almost 200, I think, 67 million dollars. Well, the question every year, the county has been allocating about 100 million dollars for maintenance so the question is how did that backlog get to be that big if they've given 100 million dollars a year or more to do the maintenance so that 
there's a lot of questions that come up that I believe need to be answered. So currently right now the county commission cannot audit the school system budget? Is that what you're saying? No, from my understanding, um, the school board would have to vote unanimously to completely audit the school system. And, you know, from a business point of view, I don't think that you would want to completely audit yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. It, it always helps to have transparency for there to be an outside uh, third party involved or somebody from the outside anyways. Yeah, and then with a, you know, with, a, with a lack of transparency or just accessibility because, you know, sometimes we do have the transparency there. You just have to know how to find it. So with the lack of accessibility to the information, it can lead people to speculate that the money's being misspent. Yeah, and it might not be, right? I mean, yeah, it might, it, yeah we just don't know. Yep. So it, it, in this upcoming election, um, you know, our, our, county, our county elections are actually partisan. Uh, our, our local city elections are not. Uh, so, so do you see that as being a good thing or a bad thing for our county that we have partisan elections? Um, I think it's, it's I'm, I'm torn with it because uh, I'm running as an independent, and the issue that I see is um, if you look at the state constitution, they shouldn't be breaking parties apart. They should all be on one ballot. But um, according to our local election commission, they see it otherwise. And I think that that it can make it harder for people who are trying to actually create change or do good to actually get in the office or even get their name out there because they can be overlooked. Yeah, so you're, you're saying when you walk in to actually vote on the physical ballot, according to our state constitution, it shouldn't say Republican candidate so-and-so, Democratic candidate so-and-so, and, -so, and I'm, I'm assuming for you it'll say independent so-and-so. It should just say District 2, Chris Dahl, Warren Mackey, and that's it. Yep. Okay. Yep. It should it should not have any parties listed. It should just list names and have everybody included under that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I heard you say you know you've re sort of reported that to the state, right? It's like it's, yep. You know. And we need more people reporting things that they find as well. If if you see fraud, waste, and abuse of tax dollars, you know there's hotlines to call. If you see anything that's questionable, there's there's numbers out there, and you know we need those numbers to be put public as well. And that's one of the things that I want to do if I'm elected is I want to create a on the county site. I want to have a page where these numbers are are accessible, so anybody who doesn't want to report it locally, they can go around that and report it to the state or to the federal level. Well, I mean, speaking of re, you know reporting waste and, and all that stuff, you know what what you know as you look at Hamilton County, maybe even beyond District Four, you know what are some of the big challenges you see facing our county going forward? Um, and, and, you know, it, you can give a couple, maybe a short term, maybe a long term, but what are some of the challenges you see? Well, one of the challenges I see is to stop outsourcing a lot of the uh, public works jobs. A lot of these jobs are contracted out, which that's money that's being spent out of our economy. We need to keep that money local. We need to fight to keep that money local. Um, we need to uh, fight to push smart job growth. Uh, advanced technology jobs is what they call it. It's, it actually provides higher wages. We need to try to bring higher wage jobs in. Uh, we need to fight not just for growing one part of the county, but we need to include all of the county when we see future development instead of just one section because, you know, 
when you're building up one section at a time, you can exclude others, and sometimes even parts of the town get just forgotten about completely. You know, and there's a good section of, of District 4 that has been completely forgotten about, and that's, um, I think it's the, what they call the Kings Point area. If you go out there, the infrastructure is just falling apart. The roads have fallen apart. It's, it's like people have forgotten that this little part of town doesn't even exist. You know, uh, we need to fight to clean our water source up. Our source gets polluted every time it heavy rains uh, by sewer overflows or sewer breaches. And it's only a matter of time that the Tennessee River cannot be cleaned up where it's going to start holding back or, or being saturated with all this pollution. Um, right now, as it looks, our water goes through a 12-step cleaning process, which is called an extended process. Um, prolonged exposure to the chemicals that they treat the water with can have detrimental effects to your health as well. So I believe that we need to fight uh, to clean up our source, clean up our waterways, you know, and there's already some programs put in place, but we need to f fight stronger for that so our future can have a source of drinking water as well. Yeah, I know, I know if, if you look up Chris Dahl's campaign, uh, something you talk about a lot are the stormwater regulations. So, so go ahead and talk about that for a moment, because um, I know that's a, that's a big challenge you see facing our county. Um, what is the issue with the stormwater regulations? We see, first off, I, I see an issue with people get it stormwater fees at, that you pay at the end of the year um, to your pro with your property taxes. People get those confused with your sewer fees that you pay every month. And people need to realize that those are two different fees. And they both been going up about 9.8% every year. The sewer fee goes up since 2012 it's gone up like clockwork and now they want to bring our stormwater fees up they want to raise those in the next five years by 50 percent you know and people in district four a lot of people are just living paycheck to paycheck so they're struggling just to get by so any more bills that get placed onto them it's going to be hardship for anybody in district four and and you know there's also businesses that incur large stormwater runoff fees as well you know so we need to figure out what we can do to create smart billing um, actually make sure our money is going to to carry out the maintenance and, and do the things that it's supposed to do as well you know right right now as it sits um, for example with the stormwater fees they've been collecting that for about I think it was only supposed to be 20 years, you know, and they've been collecting it longer, and now they're going to raise those. But it doesn't look like we've gotten any service provided from those fees. You know, you go out to uh, the northern part of District 4 in Murray Hills, and all those homeowners have paid the stormwater fees, but they haven't gotten no mitigation done. And the, so the question is, where has their money gone? Why haven't they gotten anything, any bang for their buck? Yeah, and by mitigation, you mean like, uh, an embankment put against uh, the South Chickamauga Creek that runs through there. Or curves put up along okay. the streets or in stor proper storm drains put in or just the storm drains being cleaned out. You know, we go into a lot of inner city neighborhoods and you see trees growing out of the storm drains. That should never happen. The question is, how has that been able to happen? And see, so um, I, I, what I feel like would, is, is going to happen with more um, development, rapid development, we will end up costing us more because more development means more sewer issues, which means more pollution, which means more tax dollars to fix the issues in the long run. 
Well, Chris, you know, as we're, as we're wrapping this up, I always like to give candidates a chance to, you know, talk about anything else that you want constituents to know about you, about your campaign. Um, so, so what else? Is there anything that we haven't maybe talked about in this interview that you want people to know as, as they're going to the booth in August? Well, yeah, um, my main concern is the seemingly government corruption that's entered our local government, and I want to fight to get that out of there. Um, I want to fight to make sure we don't have misspending. Um, we need to create stronger public participation. Um, one of my goals is to hold membership drives and create stronger neighborhood associations so that way the correct information can be provided to them. Um, you know, we don't find out about developments and things like that until it's knocking on our doorstep, even though our officials find out a year or two, maybe even 10 years in advance. So we need to actually, as citizens, know this information as well instead of having to have dig around for it which could take two or three days just to search on one website just to find the correct information. Um, also, I want, to, I want people to realize, according to our state constitution, that they do hold all the power. We're only elected officials, and we're supposed to do what our constituents want us to do, not the other way around. And it seems like we have a, a, this thinking in our city that the citizens work for the elected officials, but it's, it, we need to stress that it is the other way around, that the elected officials work for the citizens and that we need to start having a mindful watch and listening ears to what's going on in the city. So, you know, as you're running, obviously, August 2nd, you're hoping that the, the people of District 4 will select you. But, um, you know, something I do want to ask constituent or uh, candidates is, um, you know, if, if you were, if that you do not win the election, you know, what's the one thing maybe from your platform if what you have sort of raised within your campaign that you hope, um, you know, in this case, that the representative will take on? Um, you know, I guess what's the one thing in your campaign that if, if Warren Mackey were to win in August, you would hope he would take seriously and, 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 and look at? Well, my main concern is, is theft of service. I've been trying to raise awareness that everybody out here through our sewer fees is getting theft of service. So I'm, I'm hoping that whether I win or not, that that's taken into consideration because, um, a lot of people say, well, you know, the sewer fees are just city. Well, it's not. You know, we have a, a county agency that's been able to connect into our treatment, the city's treatment plant, and create a burden for the city's taxpayers. And so we need to have that looked into of how they've been able to overload our treatment plant, what kind of contracts do they have set up with other municipalities, and we need to figure out from there what can we do to fix the issues that were created by allowing that agency to, to do such thing. Well, Chris, you know, before I let you go, I always like to ask, um, you know, the, uh, my guests, you know, what is, uh, when you think about District 4, like maybe what, what's the one thing you're the most proud of when it comes to your district? You know, the one thing I'm most proud of is, uh, is it seems like uh, the, the younger generation, the younger generation, they seem to know what's going on more than the, than the older generation. They want to they be involved, which is good. Um, I see potential there, but it's just, just the fact of, of putting, putting them in the right direction, you know, and, and uh, we need to set up programs, and we have programs around the city, but we need to strengthen those to create our future to go into the right direction. Um, you know, we need to also, I think, promote 
home ownership once again, even if it's rent to, through rent to own capabilities, we just need to fight to build our communities up. Um, you know, we do, ha we're on the right path right now, it seems like in doing that, you know, and I'm encouraged to see that certain areas are trying to build up their community once again. And so we need to just build upon that and keep strengthening that. So, so we have uh, more public participation across the board and everything like that as well. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing about your district in particular is that there, there isn't actually a lot of uh, commercial centers within your district, uh, mm -hmm. but there's a ton of neighborhoods, like tons of neighborhoods that are basically centered around that downtown core. Uh, yeah, and I think that's, I feel like that might be unique to District 4. Yeah, and, it, it, and you know, I've noticed um, part of the redevelopment plan for District 4 is to start creating the core, what they call corridors through certain neighborhoods. Um, and so I'm hoping to be able to work with that, you know, and I want the, the public to be able to be involved hand in hand in, in that as well, because it, everything that gets redeveloped that affects everybody that lives in the district whether you, they think it doesn't it does or does not it does it affects them and it'll affect the future as well so we just need to to push for public more public participation and uh, building these when it comes to redeveloping um, i believe East Chattanooga is a good example with that you know they have a nice corridor they have the bones there but you know, it's, it's a matter of, of working with those bones to create something to benefit the community. All right, Chris, well, thanks for being here. You appreciate it. And good luck in August. Yep, thanks. Thank you so much to Christopher for taking time for this interview. Again, Mr. Dahl is running for the seat of County Commission District 4, a seat currently held by Mr. Warren Mackey. Unfortunately, at this point, I've not had the chance to get an interview with Mr. Mackey, but hopefully we'll be able to do that before Election Day comes up in August. Now, in the show notes of this episode, you will find links to the Hamilton County Election website, a link to the map of Hamilton County Commission districts, as well as links to the websites for the candidate being interviewed. And thanks to each one of you who are taking time to listen to these episodes and really get to know the people seeking to represent you in public office. I would love for you to begin sharing these episodes with a friend, a coworker, a neighbor, and look forward to the next few days and weeks when we will release several more episodes featuring candidates running for county commission and Hamilton County School Board. Until next time, have a great day, and remember to get out and vote for your local elections, which are coming up on August 2nd.